Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we will talk with vintage car racer Doug Bruce, longtime Indianapolis Indians broadcaster and friend of the show, Howard Kelman gets his call to the majors. Hagerstown Little League ends their run in Williamsport. We will have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics, so let's talk sports. And we will start with longtime Indianapolis Indians broadcaster and friend of the show, Howard Kelman getting his call to the majors as he will handle play-by-play duties for the New York Yankees radio network for this Friday's game against the Tampa Bay Rays at Tropicana Field. This will be the first time since 2014 that Kelman has broadcasted a major league game in third overall. He called games for the Chicago White Sox in 1984 and the New York Mets in 2014. He has been with the Indianapolis Indians since 1974 and been the lead play-by-play voice all but two seasons for the Indians, 1975 and 1980. So well-deserved congratulations to Howard Kelman getting the call a New York Yankees game for the first time. He is a native New Yorker, so I know that he will be very excited and happy to get to call a game for the team that he grew up watching back in New York. So congratulations once again to friend of the show, Howard Kelman, on his call to the majors. The Hagerstown Little League baseball team finished 1-2 and two at the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. The Great Lakes region champs beat Davenport, Iowa 8-7 in a walk-off win when the throw to first base was overthrown and the runner was able to come home. Hagerstown lost to Nolensville, Tennessee 5-2 in Haldaysburg, Pennsylvania 10-0 in four innings to end a memorable run in Williamsport for the small eastern Indiana town of 1,787. This was the first time the team made it to Williamsport and the second time they made it to the Great Lakes Regional winning the state championship in 2013. So congrats to Hagerstown Little League making the state of Indiana proud with their run in Williamsport. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. Week 2 of high school football saw Bloomington North beat Bedford North Lawrence 35-10. The Cougars 1-1 will host Terre Haute South this Friday at 7.30. Monrovia beat Edgewood 42-10. The Mustangs 1-1 will host Piatone, Illinois Saturday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Martinsville beat Bloomington South 27-14. The Panthers 1-1 will host Terre Haute North this Friday at 7.30. In volleyball, Lighthouse Christian beat Seven Oaks 3-0. Edgewood beat Bedford North Lawrence 3-0. Terre Haute North 3-2 over Bloomington South. Terre Haute South 3-1 over Bloomington North. North Central Farmersburg 3-0 over Lighthouse Christian. Edgewood 3-0 over Shoals. Northview 3-0 over Edgewood. Seymour 3-0 over Bloomington North. 
Crothersville three to nothing over Lighthouse Christian. Lighthouse Christian three to nothing over Canton. Bloomington North won the Vincennes Lincoln tournament. All three games by two to nothing scores against North Knox, Vincennes Lincoln, and Lagodi. Bloomington South went one and two in their own invitational, beating East Central two to nothing, losing to Columbus East two to nothing. And losing to Trinity Lutheran two to one. Edgewood went three and one at the Springs Valley tournament, beating Forest Park Linton and Vincennes Reveille two to nothing. They lost to Springs Valley two to one. In girls soccer, Sullivan beat Edgewood nine to one. Bloomington South three to nothing over Columbus East. Bloomington North two nothing over Martinsville. Center Grove two nothing over Bloomington North. Bloomington South. 2-0 over Harrison of West Lafayette. In boys soccer, Sullivan beat Edgewood 4-3 on penalties after a 1-1 draw. Mitchell beat Edgewood 2-0. Bloomington North and Columbus East tied 1-1. Lighthouse Christian beat Shoals 3-2. Shoals beat Edgewood 1-0. Seymour beat Bloomington North 2-1. Bloomington South beat Castle 2-0. Bloomington North beat Bedford North Lawrence 2-1. In girls golf, Bedford North Lawrence beat Edgewood 168-205. Bloomington South beat Eastern Green 183-215. Columbus North beat Bloomington North 174 to 199. Bloomington North beat Edgewood 182 to 197. Edgewood beat Owen Valley and the Mitchell 190 to 216 to 243. Edgewood was second in the Western Indiana Conference meet. In boys tennis, Edgewood beat Greencastle 4 to 1. Bloomington North beat Edgewood 5 to nothing. Bloomington South beat Floyd Central 4 to 1. Bloomington North beat Mooresville 5 to nothing. Bloomington North beat Terre Haute South 4 to 1. Bloomington South beat Terre Haute North 4 to 1. Edgewood beat West Vigo 3 to 2. In girls cross country, Lighthouse Christian won the Eminence Invitational. Bloomington South won and Edgewood was 6th at the Franklin Invitational. Lighthouse Christian participated in the Danville Hokum Carum but did not post a team score. In boys cross country, Bloomington North won the Bedford North Lawrence Scott Hiles Invitational. Lighthouse Christian participated in the Eminence Invitational but did not post a team score. Bloomington South won and Edgewood was second at the Franklin Invitational. Bloomington North second in the Avon Hokum Carum. Lighthouse Christian participated in the Danville Hokum Carum but did not post a team score. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. We come back, we will talk with vintage car racer Doug Bruce. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is Indiana University softball head coach, Shonda Stanton. 
You're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He is the owner of Tabor Bruce Architecture and Design in Bloomington. He's also a vintage car racer. Doug Bruce is my guest. Doug, it is a pleasure to have you. Thanks for taking the time to join me. Nick, thank you for being interested in this and giving me an opportunity to speak, man. Well, it is my pleasure, of course, getting to talk to you before this interview. We have a couple things in common. We're both Bloomington natives. We're both Ball State graduates. So we we definitely have those in common. You grew up near the Bloomington Speedway, and you've been racing has been in your blood your whole life. So how did you get interested in the vintage car part of racing and becoming a racer? You know, it kind of went a path I never expected. You know, I, I grew up sneaking into the Bloomington Speedway. I love the dirt racing, but I... I've been to 49 Indianapolis 500 since my grandfather first took me and I really wanted to race cars. And I always thought, oh, when I turn 50, I'll do a skip barber school. And one year I took one of my old street cars, a British car, and I went to a vintage race at Road America. And all of a sudden I started talking to the guys that were racing and realized that they said, you can do this. You just got to go to a different school I came back and 30 days later, I had a race car in my driveway and and found a vintage school to go to. And now I've been racing them for 15 years. Yeah, you went to a a vintage school in Michigan and you've been doing it. Your first race was in 2000 or 2008. And you've had about 50 races with your Austin Healy. You have a couple different Austin Healy. So what is it about that particular car that you like so much? Well, I, 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 the first thing is I know them. You know, I, I, I've had a couple uh, street cars, and now I have I have three of them. And um, so MGs, Austin Healy's, they all use mostly the same parts. So I knew it would be easier to work on. Uh, I also knew it would be fairly affordable if I could do the work myself. So I needed a car that was was something that I could be familiar with. And I wanted a low horsepower momentum car. I felt like that was a safe car. I didn't want to jump right into something that had what we call wings and slicks. I wanted to get into a street car, production car that had been converted to an SCCA race car. And I wanted something safe. My car looks, the, the roll cage looks like somebody took sprinkler pipe out of a building and made it, fabricated a roll cage with it. So in your time of, of doing all these races, you've been all over the country. Talk about some of the places that you've been able to race at. Oh, that's that's probably the neat thing is vintage racing has just exploded. Uh, now a lot of IndyCar drivers that are have been out of racing for years have gotten back into it. So you never know who you're going to see at the track. And the tracks we get to go to are the places that give you goosebumps just walking on their grounds. I mean, Indy right off the bat, you know, I, I get to spend three or four nights inside the track at Indy. And that's just unbelievable. Uh, Road America, there's a historic track for me. Watkins Glen, which I'll hope to race at next year. Uh, Road Atlanta, I, I'm going to go down and race next year. Then you've got the little tracks, the tracks that, that aren't so famous. You know, they're go-kart and, and uh, maybe uh, automobile test kind of tracks like uh, Gingerman up in Michigan, 
Grattan near Grand Rapids in Michigan, Hallett in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, little little tracks like that, uh, Eagles Canyon. And we also race at Laguna Seca if I wanted to hike all the way out to California. Every track that you could imagine, there's a vintage race at because like everything else, those tracks have to make money and they love renting them out. And vintage racing has so exploded with the number of people that are doing it now. And now that we're allowing newer cars, I mean, Miatas are now part of vintage racing, believe it or not, because, you know, the first Miatas were in 1990. Well, I know there are several groups in terms of classifications that are involved in these vintage races. Take me through how they work, how they decide which cars go which which group, and then which group are you a part of? Vintage racing, uh, let's start it by this, by saying vintage racing has like five or six different kinds of clubs, okay? And they're all under one umbrella called the Vintage Motorsports Council. Now, most of these clubs all have the close to the same rules. So, we might, the group numbers might be differently, but like in my club, Vintage Sports Car Drivers Association, otherwise known as VSCDA, we have group one. Those are pre-war cars. Half those cars don't have roll bars. Those are MGTDs. You know, there's a Bugattis. Okay. I mean, just crazy cars. I'm in group two. Group two is production cars with engines under two liters. And then in your group, you might have different classes, you know, like you might have an under one liter class, a one liter to 1.3 liter, a 1.3 to 1.5 and on and on and on. Now, that means you can get first in class and finish 15th in the race, maybe. Um, so, so that's how you subdivide that. You've got group three, which is like sports cars. Uh, you've got group four. Uh, which is the, the 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 formula cars like Formula Vs, Formula Fords. You have, you know, Group 6 or what we call ground pounders. Those are the cars that everybody loves to see. Those are the, the Camaros, the Firebirds, you know, the Mark Donahue Camaro. Um, those are the Corvettes. And then they'll have different rules based on what year the car is. Group 8 are production cars that are over two liters. So you'll get some, what we call the tabs, Trans Am uh, B sedan. So you'll get the, the Datsun 510s or the 210s or the 260 or 280Z. And then you've got group nine, which may be newer cars, Indy cars, Formula One cars. I mean, everybody used to say at Indy, man, I wonder if these Indy cars are faster than a Formula One car. Well, if you go to a vintage race, you get to see these cars out there on the track together and you can decide which one sounds better and which one's faster. And it sounds like the vintage race at Indy is is a classic. You talked about your idols were Parnelli Jones and A.J. Foyt. You got to be in A.J. Foyt's garage and of course, Jimmy Vassar, who was a great Indy car driver himself, he's been involved in vintage racing for a while so like you said i'm sure it's cool to see the guys that you've idolized watched on tv now you're competing against yeah it, you know it, it at indy you rent a garage because gasoline alley as we all know is uh, is the heart of that track i mean that's where everything happens it's where we go to grid to go out on the track it's where we come off the track it's where the fans want to go I think that's the neatest thing about vintage racing is there's no place that's off limit for the fans. All of us there want to talk about our cars. So when the fans are walking around more often than not, you know, you'll hear a parent say, Hey, Johnny, 
don't touch that. And I'll grab Johnny and sit him in the car and say, here, take some pictures. Well, Jimmy Vassar is just like the rest of us. And, and so is Bobby Rahal. I've, I've run into him at Mid-Ohio. Jimmy Vassar was in the garage next to me. I'm just enthralled that I'm in a garage in Gasoline Alley, and it was AJ's garage. It's, it's the garage area he always gets. And uh, Jimmy's got five or six cars, and we're just kind of, you know, just leaving, not not bothering him much. And and he comes walking over to just talk to us about he loved my Formula Ford. It was a barn fine car, and he wanted to talk about it. And I'm racing against him, and I'm just stuttering, thinking, what what time warp did I go through that I'm talking with Jimmy Vassar and he's talking to me about racing and then he hands me his cell phone and he says hey Paul Tracy just sent me a text telling me how to go faster around the track what turn do you think he's talking about and I'm holding Jimmy Vassar's cell phone reading a text message from Paul Tracy how crazy is that you know yeah that's the that's the fun thing and unique thing about these events is is you run and get to talk to these celebrities people you've watched on on tv many times and yeah the crazy things that happen that's uh for sure take me through what a vintage car race weekend is like okay so it it's it's really you know and every track is pretty much the same some tracks some groups give you a little more track time than others so i'll be going to elkhart lake in september with my formula ford okay i take it to the bigger tracks because uh, we can do at you know 140, 145 miles an hour in it. If I take my bug eye to a track like Road America that's over four miles around, uh, it's a it, it it's there's some areas where I'm just bored when I'm racing because the car just you know it might do 110 on a on with a tailwind. So so a typical weekend is you get there, you go through registration, you get your tent set up. We usually camp in a tent or our our trailer. Uh, I've got an air conditioned hauler that I carry my race car in and I put the race car under a canopy and I set cots up. Um, you, you go out and you'll usually have a practice session or two, and they're usually about 30 minutes long. Some of these cars weren't made to run for much more than that at one time. I mean, my bug, I, I don't ever race it in the, in the one hour races because one hour in a car nonstop is, uh, is tough on me, tough on the body. Uh, and, and we don't really refuel at all. Uh, we usually only have like six gallon or eight gallon fuel cells in these cars. So you do a couple of practice sessions and then, uh, and this is usually starts on a Friday morning and then, and they'll alternate through the groups. And then maybe Friday afternoon, you'll have your first qualifying session. And when you qualify, it's just like a practice session. Everybody is out on the track running laps, almost like a formula one race, uh, weekend is. And we're just running laps, and then you come in when you see the checkered, and then they take your fastest lap. So do you want to go out front so you have no traffic? Do you want to go out at the back of the packs and then lay way back so you don't have any traffic for a while? If you get caught behind a slow car, you need to pass them quick. So you'll have some throwaway laps. You'll have some laps where you're going to run really well. And then Saturday morning, you might start with another qualifying session. They take your best time of those two sessions. And then usually by Saturday afternoon, you've got your first race. And then how you finish in that race is how you'll start in maybe the later race, Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening or Sunday morning. And you might have a race or two on Sunday. So it's a busy weekend. There's some weekends when I get to a track and if it's really hot, I might skip a session. I might decide 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to skip this session because we're going to work on the car, we're going to rest the car, or there's nothing else we need to learn about the car. Let's save it for the race. This is my, my daughter who graduated from college a couple of years ago, and she raced go-karts, and she got her vintage race license. She used to tell me right when I was on the grid, before I went out to run, she'd say, Dad, save the car for the race. Don't tear it up. So that was pretty good advice most of the time. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back more with Doug Bruce after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MAT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MAT. Hi, this is former IU women's basketball player Amanda Cahill, and I listen to Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Doug Bruce, vintage car racer. Doug, we were talking about your daughter now has her vintage car race license. Your wife and three kids are always involved and go with you to all these tracks. And of course, vintage car racing is really for just the fun of it as there's no trophies or monetary prizes. Yeah, some tracks, you know, at Indy, because it's a big event, you know, in 2015, I, I made the podium. I made winner's circle. And, you know, I'm coming down pit lane. I don't know where I finished. I know there's cars in front of me. I come down pit lane. I see a guy holding a sign out. I look at it, think it says podium. And then I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. That, that's He's pointing at me and it, it, it says podium. So so then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. How do I get there? So I, I'm like, well, the guy in front of me must be going there too. So I followed him. We got out. They marched us up to IndyCar winner's circle. They gave us a winner's circle hat and a medallion, and then they gave us a quart of milk to drink. Now, I didn't go back to the paddock, and you're right. My wife and family are all waiting for me in my pit, and I'm not there. And my wife immediately thought, well, he probably broke down somewhere on the race course. And my daughter was the one that said, no, no, I bet you I bet you he's on the podium. And she came running just in time to see me smiling and waving and get a good picture of me. So you're right. It is a family thing. Most of the tracks, I mean, there's no money at any of them. And uh, you do it for the love of it. We do it because these cars, most of them have been raced all their lives. And it's neat that these cars need to be on a racetrack. That's where they were made for. Or that's what that's, you know, that's how people enjoy them. We do it for the fans. And we just do it for the love of it. Well, my kids and my family would come with me. We camp at the track. Rarely do I ever stay in a motel. Most people hang out at the track because 
after five o'clock, we might have a beer, we sit around and we talk about how much faster we think we were than we really were. It's a lot of fellowship, really. It, it's a, The evenings are, are what you really drive for. And the fans are walking around the pits and wanting to take pictures and wanting to ask questions about your cars. But my daughter and my kids have been going with me since they were young. And she went into go-kart racing at Mark Dismore's facility there on I-70 in Newcastle. And then she went to our race school. She was just featured on a poster from my club that said the women of racing, we honor them. And it had five or six of the ladies in our club that race cars. Kind of neat. Now, my daughter just moved to Portland, Oregon, so I may not see her at a racetrack in a while. And that's the sad part. But I've got a younger child that comes with me and uh, would like to get into it more. And my older son, he came to a few and then just decided to just, you know, he would sooner play the video games. It wasn't kind of his thing. But we've spent plenty of time at the track. And, you know, I'll say this. June of 2021, I took my Formula Ford to mid-Ohio. And the only crew person that could go with me was my wife. And she was worried that it would just be her and I. And I said, look, I'll bring you a bottle of wine. You can bring your Kindle. You won't have to do anything because this car doesn't break down. And it was really neat for me because in, in really one of my, my, only my fourth race in that Formula Ford, I ended up to see second on the podium in second place with a bottle of champagne. I got to do the whole Dan Gurney spray the champagne around, pour it on myself, victory celebration. And my wife was there to record it and to see it. So it was kind of kind of neat. Now, how many people help you work on the cars? You know, I've got two guys, Bloomington guys. My brother-in-law, Tom Swinford, uh, helps me. And then uh, my buddy here in town, Whitney Gates, he's a Bloomington kid as well. Both of them come to the track with me at, at different events and hang out, work on the car with me. Most of the work I do myself in the garage. You know, I've got the distributor out of one of the cars right now and the other car I've the Formula Ford, getting it ready for September. I've got a few parts off of it. I do most of the work and put it together and get it ready for the race, pack up my trailer myself. You know, it truly is one of those moments where you look back and you realize how much effort it takes to to load your car, get you to the track, unload at the track, and keep the car running. But when the weekend is done and you're all smiles, you got these great videos to watch, it's all worthwhile. Is there a track that you like beside Indy, obviously Indy is probably the pinnacle, but is there a track you like more than others? And there's, is there a track that you want to, you haven't raced at that you want to go to? Yeah, that you, you hit the nail on the head there. There's uh, the track I just raced at uh, a couple two weekends ago in Michigan uh, called Grattan. And it's a really neat, small track. It's got things from every track around the world. It's got, it's got challenges like no other track, and, and it has one straightaway. Most of the time, you're holding your breath driving the car until you get to the straightaway and you get a chance to breathe because the car and the, the track keep you so busy. So that's probably my favorite track, and, and I was co-chair for that event. We usually get about 120 to 130 cars at an event. Indy, of course, is goosebumps the entire time you're on the track. It's not as challenging to race, but it's you're at Indy and it's, you know, all my heroes race there. I mean, I'm racing there faster than IndyCar drivers did for decades. You know, in the old cars, my car that I have, the 1972 Merlin, 
I'm, I'm, I'm running, you know, 140 miles an hour, you know, down the straightaway. There are decades of drivers that never went that fast there. So it's, it's, that's kind of a neat feeling. And then, then there's unique tracks. Like, you know, you mentioned where I would want to go. I've got on the calendar to get to Watkins Glen next year, because for me, that's where Formula One racing in the States really made a name for itself. And a lot of my heroes race there in Formula One. So I want to race there. It's a little more dangerous track. There's guardrails right up on the next to the pavement. There's not as much runoff area. I mean, I just watched the NASCAR guys there, and I'm, I'm not the, the biggest NASCAR guy because I really like road racing. But when those cars are there, I wanted to watch and see what they do and how they handle that track. And, you know, those guys are pushing those cars around that track. I would say the most unique event I did a month ago, which was in Pittsburgh on the city streets of Shinley Park, downtown Pittsburgh, there's 50 to 100,000 fans that come and watch us race. That's more than some IndyCar fans, you know, the, uh, attendance. And, and it's on a street course. And if you spin out there, you nothing gets towed back. Everything there hits a curb and tears up your suspension. So it's a really dangerous track as far as for your car. I think that's half the reason why there's a million fans there watching us race. They want to see the cars, you know, hit things and stuff like that. A, a majority of them probably don't, but there's always a few that do, I imagine. It's every track is different, but but Watkins Glen and Road Atlanta may be my two bucket list tracks for me. We only have about a minute left, but you've been in the movie Breaking Away and you love the little 500, which of course is everything about Bloomington and Indiana University and the world's greatest college weekend. So racing has just always been in your in your blood. What again, you you love Indy 500, Formula One, Breaking Away. So is there ever going to be a time where you just not no. enjoy racing? No, 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 it won't come. I, I've been a race, one of the race directors for the Little Five for years now in charge of the infield safety and the yellow flag people. I have a lot of bi- uh, volunteers that are bikers themselves that, I, that help me out. I raced in that race in 87. I was in breaking away in seven different scenes when I was a high school freshman. Cycling was my first love. It really got me into, into being, you know, the, I, I think maybe you hit the nail on the head there. I'm, I'm a competitor. I love, I love speed. I love the thrill of a turn, the thrill of a downhill challenge. And all of that I get in cycling and racing cars. And the Little Five just does so much for the students and the scholarships. There's, you just see how much, you know, those kids work year round to race in that thing. And I'm just, I'm just glad it, it, it continues. And kind of like the Chuck Crab. You know, he was a what an announcer at IU for years. I don't see myself until I decide it's time to just retire, which will be a long time away from getting away from racing at all in any form. Well, Doug, I thank you very much for the time. Best of luck to you as you continue going to all these big tracks. And we will definitely be following and hopefully we can do this again soon so you can update us on how you're doing. And I thank you again for the time. Thank you, Nick. Come and uh, see me at Indy next year when we race. Sounds like a plan. My thanks to Doug Bruce for being my guest this week. And IU Sports Men's Soccer hosts Portland tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Women's Soccer hosts Indiana State Thursday at 8 o'clock. Friday, field hockey at Stanford at 2. Volleyball is in Corpus Christi, Texas against SMU at 5. Football hosts Illinois in the season opener 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Saturday, cross country at the Miami Red Hawk Invite in Oxford, Ohio at 10.15. Volleyball hosts 
Volleyball plays Sam Houston at 11.30 and Texas A&M Corpus Christi at 7.30 in Corpus Christi, Texas. Men's soccer hosts Notre Dame at 8 o'clock. Sunday, men's golf is at the Fighting Irish Classic in South Bend. Field hockey is at California at 2. Women's soccer hosts Notre Dame at 6. Next Monday, men's golf is at the Fighting Irish Classic in South Bend. And field hockey is out at UC Davis at noon. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.